Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to Got em, Coach, the show that brings sneakerheads and ballplayers together. Now, here's your host with over 200 pairs of sneakers, Tyrone Smith. Hey, look, man. I ain't even gonna lie. We ain't even gonna get into no other extra festivities. So, no y'alls today. I got I got a bone to pick. Like, I got a, I got a legit bone and I got to pick with somebody today. First of all, y'all already know how I feel about the Hamtramck Police Department and UPS. They do wonderful jobs in the community, and I really, really greatly appreciate them for being a part of my life. Um, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be the guy that I am today. So uh, shout out to the Hamtramck police and to the UPS folks because y'all do good work. FedEx, don't 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 get on my hit list. But um, I got a new I got a new candidate to the uh, shout out to the list, and that is Nawan. What? That is none only. What? That is StockX. I don't know what. <laughs> what is going on right now? Words are hard to come by right now. But StockX, man, y'all, y'all, y'all new to the hit list, man. First of all, first of first of first of first of all, don't get me wrong when I say this. I love the grind. I love the grind, baby. I love it. I love it. I love it. Any, any, any snook. Oh my God. What is going on right now? Any sneaker company that comes along and they not taxing for no shoes. I rock with it heavy. I rock with it heavy. You know what I'm saying? Um, but look, we got to figure out a whole new situation for this bidding thing. Cause this, this bidding thing is crazy, 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 crazy. Look, I legit. Put in a bid for three pair of shoes, right? And had no expectation. Didn't know how the whole process, the StockX process worked. Because I've never been in a situation where, you know, I was bidding for shoes. I don't bid for shoes, you know what I'm saying? If, I, if I'm not if I'm not getting them from the plugs. Or if I'm not just so happen to be out and just so happen to pick some up. um, I'm not getting them, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't I don't bid for shoes like that. So this was my first time ever bidding for a pair of kicks. And um, 
it turned out very, very unexpected. I mean, I mean, I'm happy with my purchases, but I wasn't expecting to to, to get them at that particular time. Just messed up all my little plans in the in the in the in the business account. You know what I'm saying? You know, so you know, it's tough. But uh, and you know, it's funny. Like I'm not even supposed to be using like <laughs> money in my business account for anything like personal, like related to me. So, um, you know, we're going to have to I'm gonna have to rectify that before the for the next meetings with the big homies, because, um, uh, you know, I'm 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 all out. Of, I'm all out of context right now. All out of context. But um, at the end of the day, I am per- I'm happy with my uh, with my purchases. So that he got games, the the great Jordan fives in the L- Los Angeles Jordan tens will be in my possession really, really soon. So y'all know what that means. I got to get me a crate and y'all also know what that means that my sneaker buying is done for the rest of the year. Like I'm not getting any more kicks. I have filled up my whole sneaker room wall full of shoes like i don't need anything else my my next my next get will probably be the ones in probably december because i'm definitely getting me some concords i need the concords and i might get them raptor joints some raptor joints is fire too might have to pick me up some of those and i might have to pick me up some flints some flint 13s um need me a pair of those as well um I don't know. I'm hopefully I can get them Legend Blue clean because if I can't get them clean, then I'm gonna have to give me another pair of Legend Blues. Uh, so um, you know we gonna have to we gonna have to figure it all out um, as time goes along. Hopefully I can figure it out and you know try to make the best decisions I need to make. So uh, yeah, um, trust your process, man. Don't let nobody tell y'all that y'all can't do nothing, especially if you have the will, the desire, and the passion and the hunger to do it don't let nobody tell you what you can and what you can't do because at the end of the day you are you and if you don't do it somebody else will and you'll always have that wonderment of man i could have did this and you don't want that wonderment you want to be able to live free and be happy and and enjoy the the fruits of your labor and the, the benefits and the and everything else that you need to enjoy and be happy and be beneficial for because at the end of the day, man, you are you. And you're the only one who can course the track of how your life goes. So uh, I want you to remember that and know that God loves you. And I love you, too, for listening to the show. Shout out to my uh, shout out to my 30 country, 50 city listeners. You know, y'all y'all do good things. Um, So. In, in your in your native language, I want you to say thank you. Tyrone says thank you from the bottom of his heart. I don't know how to say it in languages. I only know one language, and I know part of Spanish. Que pasa? That's all I know. Oh, and como estás? Estoy muy bien. That's all I know. Estoy muy mal. I don't know what the heck that means. I took Spanish for like two months in eighth grade, <laughs> but it didn't really get me nowhere. But um, look, I'm gonna try to keep it short and sweet. Uh, this week, I ain't gonna try to keep y'all too long, you know what I'm saying? Um, so we just gonna get straight into this episode. Y'all already know what time it is. It's time to get down to the fire of the fire of the fire. So let's get into it, man. Episode number 46 of the show. 
where an 81-year-old woman got arrested for trying to smuggle 92 pounds of heroin across the United States-Mexican border. If that didn't give Donald Trump more fuel to build this wall, I don't know what will. And 80, 81? Like, come on, man. Like, first of all, I respect the hustle. I respect her hustle. You, you can't, you can't tell me she ain't the goat. Like you can tell me she has no cares. Like she was probably listening to "We Don't Care" by Kanye West. Like just that one particular part. Like she was just like, you know what? I'm about to drug dealing just to get by. Stack your money till they get sky high. Wasn't wasn't making past 25 Jokes on you, he's still alive Throw your hands up in the sky And say we don't care what people say Cause she definitely didn't care what anybody said When she tried to smuggle them That heroin Across the $770,000 worth of heroin Like that's crazy Like I wonder how she tried to do it though Like was it like You know what I ain't even gonna say Cause that, that'd be mad disrespectful <laughs> if I said that. So I ain't even gonna say it. But um, yeah, shout out to the 81 year old woman who got arrested for uh, trying to smuggle 90 plus pounds of heroin across the, the U.S. Mexican border. Um, look, I wouldn't even prosecute her to be honest with you. Like, I throw a parade. Like, you know what? Like, she she gotta be like she gotta be like the oldest drug dealer in history. And then they say that, um, you know, the drug traffickers, like the, the big time players out in them, them like cartels, like, you know, they, they, they brainwash people. I mean, and that's very possible because, you know, when you 80 plus, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't really know the, the, the mental health or the, the health in general of the older lady, but you got to think she was in pretty good health and she's 81 years old driving. You know, you don't see too many 80 plus year old people driving out there. So, you know, shout out to her for giving good help. But, uh, you know I mean, what? I mean, look, I don't know. I mean, El Chapo, <laughs> El Chapo got a whole bunch of people to go on his side for him to escape from prison. So you don't know what kind of money them little Mexican cartel drug trafficking thingy job thingies be getting. Cause you know, they, they gotta be getting legit money. Um, you know, to be able to do the the things that they able to do. So, but yeah, man, shout out to shout out to eighty one year old woman. I don't even know the lady's name, man. I was just like, it's like when I seen, I'm like, dang, I gotta write it down, but I didn't write the lady's now name down. So we're just gonna call her. Uh, we're gonna call her the goat. She's the new goat. Le- LeBron, who? Tom Brady, who? Joe Montana, who? She she the goat. She the greatest of all time. Got him, coach. Yes, 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 yes. And I'm your host, Tyrone Smith, aka Wrong to Exclusive, aka Mr. Hustle Bandit, aka Mr. Sneaker Bandit, Four Point Island, Lock 'em Up, Wrong, who's still spinning around the world, spinning around the world, brush to my hair. Oh, I'm spinning around the world. Daytona 360, alive and in the flesh. Y'all already know what I come to do. I come to give y'all that Dylan Dillinger hot fire 
that H E A T. Y'all already know how it go. So check this out, man. Look, I'm contemplating getting a new intro for the show, man. I think it's time. I've been using the same intro off and on for about a year and five months. And um, I just want something different. Like, I know y'all want something different. Uh, we all want something different. Look, I've been doing this a year now, so you know I can I can talk a little more crazy now. Nah, you know what I'm saying? I, I got a, I got a got a pretty substantial. I got a nice little resume for a show that just came out in March of last year. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know I want to be able to you know talk my stuff on my intro. You know what I'm saying? If I gotta if I gotta spit a hot sixteen, even though I'm not gonna spit a hot sixteen, um. But I want to I want to switch up my intro, man. I want to I want to legit switch up my intro, do something different. Um, so you know we'll see how that goes. I de- I'm definitely gonna have one by the uh, by the first week of October. Like I'm definitely gonna have one. Um, need to make that happen. And I need to start. I need to finalize a couple things. You know I need to. I think I need to start getting out there and you know kind of connecting with the people who really rock with your boy. Um, I really want to go to Cali because Cali been showing me so much love. Um, every part from you know San Francisco to San Jose to Panama City to just every 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 part in Cali that you could possibly think of, like they've been showing me so much love, and I, I greatly appreciate it. You know because you know you don't have to show the love, I and mean, they've been showing the, they've been showing a heck of love, and you know. Um, Stuff like that should, shouldn't go unwarranted. So shout out to Cali, shout out to Virginia, um, you know, shout out to Tokyo, Montreal. You know, we 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 out here doing some things, man. Um, so uh, we'll see, we'll see how it go. We will see how it go. But uh, check this out, man. It's time for me to get into this episode because you know I ain't really got too much. I want to really talk about I talked about stock x them they got me good but you know at the end of the day i'm still happy with my purchase and um you know <laughs> let's get into this episode man got him coach episode number 46 let's get it sit back and relax time to have some knowledge dropped on you all right so look so we're gonna start to this week's episode off <laughs> we're gonna start it off with the ncaa are you surprised um first of all look we all know the mcaa is corrupt non-profit organization making billions of dollars but yet and still being a non-profit organization um the 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 people that they're helping out the student athletes don't get a portion of that money and i think that's just ridiculous but look 13 players from the north carolina football team got suspended for selling jordan sneakers and they were actually school issued jordan sneakers now see this is this is the problem that i have with the ncaa right the ncaa makes billions and billions of dollars i mean the national you gotta think about the college the college playoff makes good money national championship game makes good money uh, March Madness makes good money. Like they, they get, they get legit money. They get some really good money. Like a couple of the college football teams are valued at a billion plus dollars, and they get all of this cash, 
and don't take care of none of the players. None of the players. Like the, the best thing that they can say is that they give most of the athletes free education. But then you really like legit really think about what that is. Like most most of the cats that's really in school aren't really staying in school to get an education. Like they're they're going to school because first you have to be at least I think three years removed from college to actually um be eligible for the NFL draft. So like they're legit going to school just so they can bypass so they can get their three years in so they can go to the NFL. The NCAA does not care. Like you you can it's obvious that they don't care. And these schools don't care either. I mean why suspend somebody who's trying to get money, put money in their pocket if you're not willing or able? And and, and I wouldn't even say able because they're definitely able to put money in the player's pocket. So if you're not if you're not gonna do it, why can't the student, these students, athletes take any other means to make sure that they get the money that they need to get to maybe just get basic essentials like food or toothpaste, like to suspend these players like that's that's crazy to me like it's, it's really really ridiculous like you gotta really think about it like the 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 resales on sneakers is like is, is just there like it's a it's a multi-billion dollar industry sneaker reselling like you go go on flight club or any any website StockX, flight club stadium goods wherever you gonna see that cats are legit making money off of selling shoes like legit making money like a 200 pair of shoes that can that comes out on release day could go anywhere for about 250 to 275 to maybe even 14 to 1500 dollars um a pair of jordan calls like that that's the perfect example that i can use a pair of jordan a pair of jordan calls was 190 dollars when they first came out retail and now they're at, on the sneaker market for about 16 to 1700 dollars a pair of Supreme uh, Air of Tempos, the collab that they did with Supreme, was a hundred and seven eighty dollars, I believe, um, when they first retail. And now, if you go on Flight Club or any other site, the shoe is legit selling for about seven hundred and sixty-five dollars to buy. So the 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 money is there and if you got some retro if you got some exclusive heat that you definitely know nobody else has you can legit make some money from your shoes um i found a pair of jordan 8 uh ovo kentuckys i think they was 25 racks twenty five thousand dollars for a pair of ovo 8 kentuckys that's crazy but it's something that's not surprising you definitely gonna have people who are really like really fans of sneakers who will definitely pay that kind of money for a pair of rare retricity is that a word retricity it's not a word it's gonna be a word today that that's the word of the day today retricity um yeah but you had cats who really trying to out who's really out here trying to make this money trying to make something happen and um you know y'all shut them down i think it's a shame like if, if y'all don't want players to have to go to those means then give them some money like give them some money like it, it's nothing to give them maybe like 500 dollars a month like if you're a college athlete so you get free room and board i mean you get free meals you get all that so what 
You know, I mean, you probably get school issue stuff, so you'll probably get shoes and all that other stuff. But I mean, you may want to do a little something extra with yourself. You may have a lady that you might want to take out to eat, and you can't take them out because you ain't got no cash to take them out. So, I think to suspend them is ridiculous. Um, it's unfortunate. And I think, to me personally, I think it's just another. Uh, it's a it's a bad look for the NCAA because y'all don't want to pay them. But y'all want to punish them for going out and trying to get some money to to keep to have in their pocket. I think it's unfortunate, man. But you know what? The NCAA is, like I said, NCAA is corrupt. And I I'll talk a little more. I get more in depth with them a little later on in the show. But next up, I want to talk about my, my man's Donald Trump. Like Donald Trump the fool. <laughs> Donald Trump the fool. Look. We all know Donald Trump is a attention-seeking male. Like, you know how there's attention-seeking females who just want all the attention? He's an attention-seeking male. Like, he would do anything in his power to, like, alleviate some of the, the, the things off of him or or, or or in a certain situation and, and try to make it all about him. Perfect example. LeBron James did a dope thing in in the uh in the akron ohio community by opening up his school giving them free uh free lunches free uniforms uh free transportation within a two mile radius i think he could have expanded that a little a little larger but uh and then the opportunity to have a a scholarship at the university of akron once they completed once if they graduated from the school like that's super dope in a, in a community in, in Ohio that, you know, just that needs stuff like that. So, you know, you got to get a man, you got to get a man some credit. But instead of commending this man, LeBron James, I mean, not LeBron James, but Donald Trump criticized this man. He criticizes him and the reporter Don Lemon, um, basically calling them dumb, stupid, like, He's the worst, bro. He's the worst. Um, it's it's so funny how he tries to put himself in certain situations that have absolutely nothing to do with him. Like to me, the whole issue on the 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 the, the kneeling of the national anthem, like I feel like that had absolutely nothing to do with him. Um, and a lot a lot of people have their own opinions on it. A lot of people feel like you know they should do it you know just because of um system you know just because of the justice system and you know the oppression for you know all people of color that's not a certain color um some people feel like it's disrespectful to the military and you know everybody who fights for our for our rights of freedom of speech and to be able to do as we feel um me personally i mean I I, I kind of I I wouldn't say I I kind of get it from both sides. Like I think that you know there there's definitely a, a, a issue going on that needs to be addressed. Um, you know these young black kids out here innocently losing their lives. These police officers are just randomly beating up on young African Americans for no reason. Um, killing these young guy. You know just just doing whatever they want to for no reason. I think. The rate racism in America is solely here. Like, like you can't even deny that it's not here. I definitely think it's it is here. But also, 
I can kind of see where you know you would think that uh you know kneeling to the national anthem is kind of disrespectful. Now kneeling, I don't think it's so much as to that. Somebody made a point that I think it was it was either Eric Reed, um, the safety from the the ex safety from the 49ers, or it might have been Colin Kaepernick himself. Like turning your back, um, you know, sitting down, I think that's disrespectful. Wearing a hat is disrespectful. So Jerry Jones, uh, you made all this noise about your team has to stand toe on the line and show respect for the flag, but you wear a hat during the national anthem. Come on, bro, get it together. But um, like when somebody passes away, like somebody of importance, when somebody of importance passes away, whether that be somebody in like the police department or the military the military or the fire department if it's been a it's been a major tragedy where you know a lot of people lost their lives or whatever um what will happen is that they will put the flag at half staff so it's like you know like it's kind of like you know the flag kneeling to to show um appreciation for those who may have lost their life at that particular time I could kind of see the same thing here. I mean, it's not like, you know, it's not like they're sitting or anything or they have their back turned or anything or they're, you know, st- sitting in the locker room. Like, I felt like that whole situation in terms of them being able to sit in the locker room, I think that's I think that's absolutely ridiculous, um, you know, because you, you talk about respect for the flag and you want respect for the flag, but, you know, had, had given the cho- team the choice to sit in the back of the locker room i think that's that's crazy i think you just allow players to be able to do as they want but i i feel like in that whole situation i feel like you can't it's a it's a lose lose either way like um a lot of people may have been happy with uh with the direction of that particular you know you know stand up or you know sit in the back um kind of like sitting in the back of the bus you know sit in the back don't don't come out until everything is done but a lot of people may not have felt that way, so I feel like you can get it from both sides. Like I think this the, the anthem thing is a touchy issue, but I don't really think it would have been a touchy issue if Trump hadn't put himself in the situation and made it a touchy issue. Like, cause people protest every day. Like everybody has a protest for something. You know, everybody has a protest for something. That's why we have. That's why we have the rights that we do in America. Um, that's why, you know, people fight for, for those particular things to be able to, you know, express themselves in the way that they want to express themselves. And we may not agree with how everybody chooses to express themselves, but at the end of the day, these are the rights that we're given as Americans. But to involve the military, I think was just, I think that was ridiculous. And I think that's one thing that, you know, you could kind of cut a core any argument is you know you, you kind of throw something out there that means so much to so many different people like everybody has somebody who was in the military i mean my dad was in the military i got a cousin who was in the military an uncle who was um who served so you know i i, I could kind of see how people would look at it as you know yeah they're being disrespectful but at the end of the day it's like nobody really listens to the message and I think that's what bothers me the most. I think that's what bothered me about Trump when he did what he did. It's like you don't listen to the message. You just kind of see something and you just kind of want to act off that. And I don't think that's fair because, you know, you, you really got to be able to listen to why people people do things for a reason at the end of the day. Like people do everything that a person does has a reason for it. 
They might not tell you that they don't know why they did it, but they definitely know why they did it. Everything has a reason for something. So I don't think he listens. I don't think he listens. I think and then to say, well, you know, in, instead of protesting and, and kneeling to the flag, you know, give me some names and I'll pardon them. And it's like, you know, that that doesn't do any justice. That's kind of like me, um, me getting in a situation and then saying, look, I'm going to give you all the money in the world. Just make this situation go away. Like, you can't handle problems like that. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not genuine. It's just like, all right, let me do this to make sure. Let me do this to cover my tracks. Let me do this to shut everybody up. Let me do this to get what I want. And, you know, maybe give them what they want. Who Who's to say that if that was the case, he would do, do something like that? Because... I mean, Donald Donald Trump. He seemed he seemed like a snake to me. Like he really seems like a snake. But first of all, to call anybody who just opened the school up for for at at risk youth dumb is is crazy. To call anybody dumb who has a college education and is doing something very very well, um, living out their dream. Living out the profession that they they sought after, I feel that's dumb. Um, to address a school that was being open, or to address the interview, but can't address the fact of the issues that you got going on in Russia. You can't address the fact that Flint has still has dirty water and water that still can't isn't a drinkable, and all this other stuff that's going on, possibly nuclear wars and all this other thing, all the other stuff that's going on in America, and you want to address LeBron and Don Lemon, like that's dumb, like that's dumb. And if this don't give you, if, if this don't give people the, the the extra adage to go out here and vote, I don't know what will, man. I don't know what will, because it seemed like. Donald, Donald Trump has brought out the, the worst in everybody and, and what I mean by that man you, you, you could look at people and think that They were the, the best of the best But then you really look at them And you say man you know This president really Really showing us who, who These people are who we thought were our Friends you know he's really Showing us our uh, the true colors of a person So I look at it like You know Trump like just Just, just Focus on presidency, man, and it's like, how are you of somebody of, of high power? Like you, you have the highest office in the land, but yet you tweeting. Like I, I don't understand. It's like the social eating, the media, the social media age of, 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 of life is just it, it messes everything up. Like your president shouldn't be tweeting. I feel like relationships shouldn't be you know shared on social media. Like I'm, I've always been. I'm like. And I don't know just because I'm older and, you know, I just kind of, you know, in relationships that I kind of had, it was just kind of like, you know, you just don't share it's certain things that you don't share. Like you can't you can't share every move. You know, you got to You got to kind of leave them guessing. But I feel like people be wanting, you know, so much like they be wanting the Jay-Z, Beyonce and the and the Barack and Michelle or they want to be able to. Um, be mean for something relationship, you know, some some relationship wise, and I feel like like it, it it does it. Like every time I see somebody with their significant, I'm just like like who 
cares. <laughs> not not because I'm jealous, but it's it's like you know, like every every single move shouldn't be shared. Like you know, sometimes you got to be able to have those those privacy moments, those moments where you with your bay or you with whoever, and like your phones are off. No social media, nothing like that. You know, you're just enjoying that time with that person, and, and like everybody doesn't know, everybody doesn't need to know that you're you're out doing certain things. And nobody, and I'm pretty sure nobody will really care. Like nobody will really care. But I just think it's so much more, so much more to to life than you know just being you know just being so cooped up in the box on social media trying to. You know, trying to make, trying to get reactions out of people, because that's what I think people really do. Like, I think people try to really get reactions out of folks, and you know, try to try to steer things a whole different way. Like, like a girl could, you know, you could be feeling a girl, and then you don't talk to them, and then next thing you know, they pop up on social media, like, oh, you know, I was talking to such and such, you know, he makes me smile, and all this other crazy, and it's like, dang, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've been through a situation like that where, you know, I was really feeling somebody and then I let the social media part get to me. Um, I seen, you know, she would text, she'd be texting somebody and, you know, she'll wake up for this person. But, you know, when I would call that or text or whatever at certain times, you know, I wouldn't get the same response. So it would be like, really? Then it just got to the point where I'm just like, you know what, I don't even care no more. You know, like everybody got to live their own life, do what makes them happy. So, you know, why should I, why should I harbor or trip over somebody who's make, who, who, who's, you know, being happy at the end of the day? I'm a happy person. Like I want to see everybody happy. I want to see everybody winning. I want to see everybody doing exactly what it is that they want to do. Cause um, you know, <laughs> you know, life like you shouldn't live your life doing what others tell you to do. I mean, it, unless you know that's something that you want to do. But otherwise, you should be out here living your best life. But yeah, man, to Trump, I just feel like you know he he does too much. You know? Like it seems to me like he just wants to put so much attention on himself. Like he wants everything to be about him, and he doesn't want anybody else to bask in their glory. Now, I asked this question, and I say to myself, if this was, uh, if this was Steve Nash opening up a school, like would the would the perception still be the same thing? Oh, we get a tweet saying, congratulations to Steve Nash. He's a model citizen um, opening up a school in um, Santa Monica, California for at-risk youth. (laughs) Which may sound crazy because you would think Santa Monica, Santa Monica, California doesn't have at-risk youth. But I'm pretty sure everywhere in the United States has at-risk youth. I'm pretty sure Alaska has at-risk youth at, at, you know, just probably throwing igloos and, you know, ice chips at everybody and, you know what I'm saying? You know, cutting little holes in the um in the ice. Excuse me. You know, just causing all kind of trouble and all other kind of stuff out there in uh, out there in cold Alaska. But man, shout out to LeBron, man. Like I don't, I say this like I don't necessarily like LeBron as a basketball player. Like, I feel like he does too much crying, you know, too much complaining to the refs and, you know, all this other stuff. I feel like he feel like I feel that he feels that he's untouchable. I mean, if you're the best player in the world, like you have to feel like that. Like you feel like have to feel like you get all of the calls. But what bothers me is like he could go off on somebody and they will never eject him. (laughs) 
But let let Draymond let Draymond look at you the wrong way. Let let Draymond give you the Rasheed Wallace there, and you know they trying to throw him out the game. But for what I don't like it about him as a basketball player, like I I love his I love his his grind, like his, his business ventures and you know his 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 nonprofits and you know opening up schools and everything like that. So LeBron is the is the essential role model to you know for people out there that no matter where you come from no matter what situation you're in you can still be out here and you can still do great things and be a great person and still change lives and i don't think donald trump sees that and i don't think he sees that because of you know the color of uh, lebron james skin and i really do believe that really do believe that like i think it's obvious now it's like Cause remember the whole remember the whole Charlottesville thing. Remember the whole white supremacist thing and Donald Trump saying that both sides played a, a part. Like, really? Come on now. We, we we obviously know that we have a, a a very racist president. Like, I'm pretty sure him and Donald Sterling hangs out a lot. <laughs> like, they hang out a lot. Like at the most expensive coffee places. You know, just everything. Like. Just everything, and it's so it's so weird to see black people supporting Trump. It's like, bro, like, you know, he might be the reason for you being <laughs> in slavery again. Like, I'm not saying that it happened, but you know, that's you just don't know, man. You just don't know, like, and you know that he's the guy's a, a hardened racist. I think he's a hardened racist. I mean, you just it, it, it's too much there to 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 say otherwise. So. LeBron, you know, do your thing and Donald, stay in your lane, bro. Stay in your lane. Which leads me to LeBron being the most polarizing athlete. Is he the most polarizing athlete in sports? I think I think that's that title still belongs to Colin Kaepernick. Like I think Colin Kaepernick is still the guy because he's he opened up the conversation. He opened up the conversation and he's he's paying the price by not getting a job in the National Football League, even though he's probably better than like 65% of maybe second string quarterbacks or he might be you know he might be capable of being a starter but because he went against the grain so to speak he went against the grain you know he he aired out he he you know he protested he protested what he felt was wrong he protested what he felt um needed to be protested about and you know when when this change in the atmosphere a lot of people get nervous and They'll do anything that they can to, to, to take away from the change and, and stay stat quo. And I think that Colin Kaepernick definitely opened up the conversation. And this is why that this is why Colin Kaepernick doesn't have a job. Now, um overall in basketball, I think LeBron is the most polarizing figure. I feel like he, you know, he kind of leads the charge with certain things. Um, I think that you know, he kind of, you know, sets the mood or the tone for how everybody else is going to come out when they um, say certain things. So I think in the basketball community, LeBron James is most definitely, most definitely the most polarizing athlete in the game right now. And I don't even think that's, <laughs> I don't even think you can argue with anybody else. Like you say, well, Jordan. Jordan's not Jordan's not it Like Jordan You know Is part of the Part of the reason A lot of the black kids Are in cages right now Whether it's because Him Because of his shoes And because 
It could also be because he funds um, projects to build jails. So it's like, you know, he's that guy when it comes to, you know, putting putting him away. But LeBron James, you know, he keeps going at this rate. Um, he'll definitely be the most polarizing figure in sports. And, 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 and it's sad because Colin Kaepernick hasn't been given a fair shake. And that sucks. All right, so um, let's go ahead and let's end it with some uh, some quick hitters, man. I want to hit y'all with a remember when, and when I talk about remember when, I re- I'm talking about when players were slated to be the next big thing, only for them to be not the next big thing. And we <laughs> two players in particular. We're gonna talk about Greg Monroe and Jaleel Okafor, both who signed one year deal. Uh, Greg Monroe signed his with the Toronto Raptors. Jaleel Okafor signed his with the New Orleans Pelicans. And I just remember so much hype being on both of these guys when they came off the draft. Um, Greg Monroe, a, a, a pretty decent post-up player, a very good rebounder. You know, he had underrated playmaking abilities, the ability to pass the ball. Not really a defender, so to speak, but, you know, his 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 offensive talents and his, his ability to you know, play at the at the top of the key, you know, be able to find guys and this, that, and the third was going to be able to correlate to him having a pretty successful NBA career. And with Jaleel Okafor was, he plays no defense, but he has all of the offensive moves to be one of the best um, scorers out there at his position. And when the game changed up, when the game changed up to, you know, guys being not on the three-point three-point line being able to handle the ball get to the cup and do certain things the big guys kind of changed and you know the games that they were playing were old school type of games which were more back to the basket you know a couple dribbles a little shimmy you know jump hook fade away um things of that nature so when, when the game changed that kind of made them invaluable because they weren't able to adapt or you know won't be able to adapt so when we look at the moves, Toronto, one year Greg Monroe. Interesting signing considering the fact that they have uh, Siakam and Ibaka. And I can't think of the center. He, well, he might be the backup center to uh, Jonas Valanciunas. So that, that's an interesting signing for Toronto. I, I think it's a solid signing. It's not like a boom, boom, boom signing. But it's definitely a solid signing. For New Orleans, um, I think this is a pretty good signing for them, man. Um, actually, I take that back. I mean, it's a law. I think, well, I wouldn't say it's necessarily a lot of law jam, but you know, you just recently signed Julius Randle, you got Anthony Davis, you got Nikola Miritich. So, you know, if you, you add him to that rotation, the big man, where all three of those guys, well, Julius is more of a you know inside bully you know you know he he kind of plays he probably he kind of plays like traditional basketball um in the sense that he gets down there and he he's in the paint like he's he's down there you know really scrapping it up and mixing it up um Meritich is more of a of a stretch for a guy who can you know step out to the three point line hit the three point shot Anthony Davis a little combination of inside outside and uh, Jaleel Okafor could be an inside presence, you know, who can give you some 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 quality minutes and give you about about four to five buckets a game. So I think it's a solid move for both teams. Now, does it propel them? New Orleans, it definitely doesn't propel them. Like 
they're still going to be one of those teams fighting for maybe one of them six to eight spots. For Toronto, this just deep. This deepens a team that already had the league's best bench and really hasn't lost anything towards it. Um, Jacopoto is the only thing that they really lost towards that, and they just replaced him with Greg Monroe. So it's like, you know, you haven't really lost anything. So, you know, Toronto, the rich keep getting richer, I guess. So the opening night uh, national TV schedule was announced. Uh, Philly and Boston, it will kick off the first game. And then OKC and Golden State will kick off the second game. Uh, my Detroit Pistons only have four nationally televised games. I feel like that's a sham, but I'm not surprised. You know, the Lakers have all these nationally televised games, and I think that's the LeBron factor, but I don't think they deserve it. I don't think they legit deserve all of the national televised games they got. I think maybe they should got about 10, like just 10. But, you know, just to put them on TV all the time because of LeBron. And who knows? The Lakers might not even be that good this year. Like like I said, though, the, the, you got LeBron, but the, the team that you're surrounding them with is just, I don't know. I don't know if it can mesh and click. And it's only one LeBron James, so, you know, you got to kind of figure that out. But um, I like the matchups. I like the matchups. Philly and Boston, I think that's going to be a, a dope rivalry for the next several years you know with, with both teams being in the same division both teams having pure top-notch talent um both teams having championship aspirations i think the battles will be fierce and, and, and grueling but you know they'll be worth it okc and golden state you already know what the kd versus okc uh situations like it's a very emotional game um very fueled up it's gonna be in oakland so Pretty sure he gonna want to go out there and put on a show, so I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, let's talk about the Christmas games. <laughs> LeBron versus uh, LeBron and the Lakers versus Golden State. You had to, you had to know that was gonna happen. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see if LeBron can finally get over the Golden State hump. You know, and then you people are like, well, Jordan never had a hump. That's why he's the greatest. But, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how him get over that uh, LeBron home. You know, Philly and Boston is going to be uh, mentioned a lot, you know, within national televised games. And I can kind of understand it. Um, OKC and Houston, that's going to be a good one. The Bucks and the Knicks, nobody cares about the Knicks, especially if Kristaps isn't going to be there anytime soon. Um... MLK gonna feature the Memphis Grizzlies. I'm pretty sure that uh, Detroit will also be playing because they always play on uh, MLK Day. Um, so you know those are just some of the games, man. If you want to go check out the schedule, go check out NBA.com. Check that schedule. I'll see how many teams, how many um, nationally televised games your home team has. I was gonna talk about the Gilbert Arenas uh, infamous situation with Javaris Crittenton, but we just both know that they're both fools for bringing guns into the locker room, and that basketball players shouldn't be in any kind of debt because they make guaranteed money and make millions and millions of dollars. Uh, so there's no way they should be in debt. Last but not least, let's talk about the NCAA. They're now allowing players to be able to hire agents and elite. Oh, oh, they're allowing elite players to be able to hire agents. Don't understand why they have to be elite. Um, I feel like you should be able to go hire an agent and do whatever. But um, the the biggest the biggest thing that I've uh, 
got from this is they're allowing players to return to school if they're not drafted to the NBA, which is something that I said should have happened. Like players should be allowed to go back to school to hone their craft. Um, a lot of players, when when they feel that they're ready, they get injured and you know they have to fight their way back. And they don't get a chance to really showcase them skills of being a pure NBA talent. So if they're able to actually go back to school and be able to do that, I think it's a good look. And, you know, it can, it can open up some more camaraderie and give a team a better chance of winning the national championship. So I'm done, man. Quick, straight to the point, 47-minute episode. Um, thank you for listening. Um, so I gotta get out here. I'm, I'm gonna get this out. Try to get this out to y'all by later today. I gotta get out here and make some calls. Try to make some stuff happen. You know, I got people to connect with and all that other stuff. So I'm gonna holler at y'all, man. I'm Tyrone Smith. Wrong to exclusive hustle bandit, sneaker bandit, four point island locker room. Wrong. Daytona 360 signing off for the week. I, I will holler at y'all when I holler at y'all. Peace. Just got the heat. Thanks for the support. It's greatly appreciated. Tune in next week for another episode.